I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. I am Sean alongside Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, uh, YouTube, and soon to be on iHeartRadio. Give us subscribe to any of those and we'll pop up as soon as a new episode comes up. We'll be, there. We'll be right there waiting for you. Uh, today we're going to go over, we're going to touch on some Georgia Tech and then we're going to get into... What everybody wants to talk about, most likely, yep. which is the Duke game. Um, the best game of the season. I'd say the best game so far this season in ACC play. Well, we've had a lot of them. I know, I know, I know. I mean, That's, it depends if you're talking about the way the game ended or their actual play. Well, well said, Joe. Well said. I'm, I may be biased, but I'm talking about the outcome. So... <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the stats, I and mean, we'll go over it, but the stats show, if you just look at those without looking at points scored, you think Duke crushed us in that game. There's there's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, so um, real quick, I guess, you know, we had a tough loss against Georgia Tech, a loss yeah. that, that should have never happened. We should have definitely won that game. And um, we will not spend a lot of time on this at all. Um, but <laughs> I don't see the point. We have more exciting things to do, but Tyler Lydon, uh, we said he had his worst game. Um, the game before this, who was that? I forget. Uh, Louisville. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, where he only scored eight points, but actually, no, you know what? I take that back. This is a better game, better game. It was, he had 15 rebounds, seven offensive, but he had seven points and that's absolutely not getting it done at um, McCarmish Pavilion. McCarmish. <laughs> they, uh, he, well, the problem with that was that he didn't score until well, well, well into the second half. You know, I mean, he yeah. did do his little things, you know, 15 points and stuff, but I mean, between him and Andrew White couldn't hit the broad side of a barn in the beginning of the game. Um, he couldn't throw a, funny, a marble into we, a swimming pool he, from the diving pool. Right. I mean, he's, we talked, since the last time we talked, I think we both, it's funny because I think we both thought that we were going to be one in one with for the, at this podcast that we're talking with, but I think that um, we had him reversed. 
Yeah, we both we had a poison views on where that W was going to come from. We so. did, but we also talked. I think we talked off the air too about the Duke game and not wanting to be overly optimistic when you're being recorded and people are listening. You don't want to be the homer, like Joe says. Um, yeah. But we thought that that Syracuse could pull out the win at home. Um, well, you did. That's for sure. I, we talked about it. I thought our two best chances for wins were both the Georgia Tech games, and you were the one that said I thought that was probably games. the hardest so. besides Louisville. I mean, Louisville-Duke would have been the hardest, but sweeping Georgia Tech would have been almost just as hard, So, in my opinion. but no, away games. So. Yeah, exactly. We were still, we were still in that game. I, to me personally, uh, when I looked at the stats, they had a couple guys that, you know, I mean, Lammers is a good player. He's one of the most improved players in, in our conference. Yeah, uh, he played. He, he played a good game, and it's at points. I mean, he was just kind of making Leiden look a little dumb. Yeah, you know, he, he looked making him look he a better silly. than Leiden. Yeah, and um, four offensive happen. rebounds too, and uh, twenty-three points, seven rebounds altogether, and yeah, seven blocks. End, seven blocks. At the end of the day, he uh, he was those blocks, man. He was he was the difference. Lammers was yeah, but, totally, but. Did, you can't call that that pick at the end of the game with Roberson. You know? Oh, that's right. That's right. Fight back. I, f- I forgot you all fight about back that. And you get back in the game. As bad as we played, still fought back away. And I mean, that's a fifty-fifty. Um, that's a fifty-fifty moving screen, or whether or not he's set. Like two minutes into the game, let alone the last sixteen seconds. So yeah, the, the last, the end of that game. I mean. That was a that was a bad call, and and the the officiating as a whole in that game, and it, to me was mediocre. I'm not trying to complain about refs. I don't think they decide the outcome of that game by any means, but it was not good um, refereeing, in my opinion. With uh, Doug, no, Doug shows no, Tim Clottery and Joe Lindsay. You ever see those names again? Um, you know how that's probably headed. They should should maybe go back into. Uh, I don't know. Come on, man. That's like come on. You're, I mean, you're giving their names like we're really going to remember. I mean, they're basically like giving three penguins names and thinking to expect that we're going to oh, remember who they, who they are. Basically, but it's right here, so I figured I'd give them out. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that, that like you said, like you said, um, Lammers was definitely the difference in that game, and he, he, you know, he took care of Robers or uh, Biden uh, way too easy. So, you know, I just hate when zebras. It take the outcome of that game away you know you think they did i mean i i mean i they they changed the end of the game i mean with 16 seconds to go you have a chance to tie it just with that one call i mean you said mediocre and i i look on twitter after you know games and stuff looks look to see what people are talking about and obviously there's homers and there's su fans but i saw some tweets for from some you know kind of unbiased kind of not a horse in the race between those two teams and they were even commenting about officiating and that actual last call and how you just can't end it. You can't end a game like that. You no, know what you, I mean? you can't. I'm just always real careful about um, bringing up uh, officiating in a loss. It's, basically. I mean, they, they, they call the game, but usually when it comes down to especially important games like that, I mean, it did that before Duke, it, that game was important, so important for both teams as far as where they were and as far as oh, the yeah, bubble situation, the yep. NCAA tournament. So, I mean, that's that's an important game. And all the other calls aside, 
throughout the game, whether it was mediocre, this, that went for, you know, look more like for Georgia Tech than Syracuse. It's just the timing. The end of the games, I mean, you, you can't call fouls unless they're pretty, pretty self-evident. And that just, you know, they call it, they go down, shoot two free throw. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't the end of the game, but it's kind of puts a damper on things, you know. He makes two free throws, and now what? Run down, score again, foul, hope they miss. I mean, it just that's, that, that call should have never been called. No, whether you're we, right. When, whether we win the game or not, it should have been called. No, you're absolutely right. But the next game against Duke. We totally redeemed ourselves. Totally redeemed ourselves. <laughs> At home, attendance was, I saw a pop-up on the screen over 35,000, but I got, I got 30,331 here. At the yeah, dome. that's what I saw. Okay. Um, just an amazing game. An amazing game. They they were never out of... You were never like... Because they've come back uh, from deficit Whoa. so often this year, you're like, yeah. they were never out of it. And We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Um, Duke had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to put that game away and it just yeah. didn't happen. And sometimes it just, that's just how it goes. It just didn't happen. It, it wasn't in the cards for Duke last night. It just, it, it wasn't. No, I'm not taking anything up. away from Syracuse's play, but the, the fast breaks, they missed a three of them, I think. Um, yeah, a missed a dunk, travel. I mean, Grace a travel. Yep. Yep. Um, they got in a little bit of foul trouble at the end. Well, highlights. Oh, yeah, the, the the best part of the game, obviously, was the last eleven seconds of the game. I got the um I got the the TV call and the radio call, and then with Gillen, I got it all wrapped into one one uh, piece of audio. Here it is. Could be hanging here. Could be NIT or NCA. Good defense. Kennard forces it. Seconds to go. They're gonna pay attention to the clock. Gillen. Got it! Syracuse win! Are you serious? Oh, the right guy scored. Who 
My favorite's the radio call. Always. Oh, Maddie Park. Oh, Behind yeah. the back dribble, spinning, Kennard, tough one from the right elbow, Beckham no, in the air and slipped away by Leiden, down the battle with five seconds left, 75 ball, got a hurry, three seconds at midcourt, Dillon, 25 footer, yes, off the glass and in, John Gillen has beaten Duke, <laughs> it's a third win against the top ten, and the Orange had him all the way. I know you got a lot of people you want to high five, but you got to tell me what was going through your mind in that final possession. I was like, I gotta get a shot off. I feel like I'm a clutch player. You gotta make clutch plays. We needed that win. We want to go to the tournament. Uh, I had to do it for my boy Rasheed, and we just need that win. You finished with a tremendous performance. What was your mindset? You said you need this I, win to go to the tournament. I, I, my mindset was that I was unstoppable, and that I'm gonna do whatever it takes for my team to win. What is it about this team at home in the second half against top ten opponents? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We needed it. We needed it. Absolutely. And and it was yeah. so good. It was so good. And he's got every right to, to add a little bit of uh, attitude into, into that, especially that was immediately after. I mean, we're talking seconds after uh, he hit that. So um, yeah. coming into this game, Syracuse was um, – well, first that ties that ties us in the ACC. We're both we're three and three against Duke since we've entered the ACC, and I think it's five and five all time. Um, now coming into that game, we were twenty two of 26.8 percent in those last three losses, um, in, in behind the arc. Now, even with the performance that we had, which was six for eleven which 11 Duke held us to the least amount of three point looks or shots that we've had all year. Uh, the yeah. lowest. So six for 11, we're still at 28 of 93. It's about 30%. And our season averages is, is, is about 40. So, um, you know, with that said, um, with Duke with 16 offensive rebound and 17 yeah. second chance points, and I thought that was going to be the difference in the game. I thought that was we were going to come on this podcast and we were going to say, well, once again, offensive boards and giving the other team um, our second chance points, and we got crushed again. But by the same way we've been getting crushed, but it didn't happen. No, so, no, it didn't because of the way that they shot. I they mean, shot, they shot 30- in the second half. No. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about Duke. Oh yeah, that's, well then, I, yeah. To me personally, that's why why they want Duke put up. They had 17, like you said, 17 second chance points, and the offensive rebound disparity. But they had 17 more shots than we did too. So, and they they hucked up 33 three pointers and only made 10, and they shot overall 39 percent to our overall 53. So yeah. I, and it's not like they didn't have open shots. I mean, Duke was getting some open looks. We definitely played some good D, but, I mean, it came down to what it's came down to, like with Virginia and everything else, is just we come out in the second half, we just shoot a better percentage, a yeah, crazy I mean, percentage, really. 70. 70.83. In the second half, right? In the yeah. second half, yeah, yeah. We were uh, we were still, though, we were still, um... oh, I'm sorry, yeah, we were 34 point seven eight in the first half but right um you know we shot against uva was like 74 right percent in the second half and when we watched the um when i was watching it i noticed like it was kind of crazy because what was it 33 to 25 at half or something yeah and then uh 
And then all of a sudden I look and it's like, I don't know, the 15 minute mark, 14 minute mark or something. And we were already at 46 and I, or, you know, it was like the first four minute timeout and we were already at 46. And I was like, we've already scored 21 points in this half. Like it was something just ridiculous. Like, okay. And at that point I knew that it was going to be a game, but I, I, at the same time, like, like we talked about with Duke making those mistakes in the first half, they should have been up way more than 15. They should have been up by, they, they should have been or up not by, 15. I'm sorry. They, they were up by eight. eight. They should have been up by yeah. double that. It should yeah, have been up by yeah. 16 points. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just obviously I'm just throwing a number out there, but that, that's how the game looked, though. Oh yeah, 100%. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I when I walk when I when I talk when I I watch every game with my brother and my father, and when we uh, at halftime we were talking, and I said we are just well, so lucky right now to just be down eight, <laughs> and it's compared to all the other games, like you said, we've just at the at this point, Syracuse fans have basically just been. They're used to it now. A lot of our wins have looked that way, though. A lot of the wins and a lot of the close losses were, you know, we're all we should have been. Yeah, we should have been the last nine, ten games. Yeah, we're down double digits, and we come back and we get within a possession. And uh, like, if even when we lose, even if we lose, we get within a possession near the end of the game when we were down double digits, and, and 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 it wasn't even. I'm not talking double digits. And then we come back and make it close like last night. Like, I'm talking, there's been games where, I mean, Georgia Tech, we were down, what, 13? Yeah, 13, 12 against UVA. Like yeah, yeah. Like, to come back in that short amount of spurt in so many games, and even some of the games we've lost, like, the, the we're just so used to it now. So, I mean, I saw eight, and I'm like, eh, no problem. I mean, it was more against Virginia Tech. You know, I was just nervous because Duke's a better offensive team. Yeah, they're just so, explosive. I mean, they got shoot. They, I mean, they got – everyone's a shooter on Duke, and um, it's hard to pick one guy. Tatum's coming on. He's just dangerous, that guy. He had, oh, yeah. he had, um, he had a double-double in the first half of 14 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, and Kennard's <laughs> a player, too. Do you know that he is only the only thing he does left-handed is shoot a basketball? I did not know he. I didn't even notice he shot left-handed because I'm a lefty. I normally, uh, I normally notice that stuff. Yeah, Kennard is. I remember talking to your brother when he was in the McDonald All-American game, and I called him up during that when he was coming out of high school before he even played, and he's a sophomore this year. And I said, "Bro, this kid is going to be a scoring machine in a couple of years." He was just kind of gangling and a little too small, and. Look, two years later, this guy might be – he's close to being at least the most improved player in our in, in our conference. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He's a respectable guy too. I mean, you look at Duke. Oh, yeah. You look he's, at Duke he's, and he's I mean – He's all class. Yeah, he's class. class. Like the other yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like so easy to hate Grayson Elm. Well, why is it so easy to – why does everybody hate him? Because it's easy to hate him because he's a punk. I mean, yeah. that's why Kennard, yeah. you can't hate Kennard. He, he's a great player. No. He's respectable. He's clean. He's not a little baby. And he doesn't, he doesn't trip do people. Anything. <laughs> so yeah. that's that. It's like it's like him and Leiden, you know? They get a bad call, they might look, they might say something, and they when they know the camera's on them, they fix their hair and they just act right, you know? So. Yeah. So um <laughs> Gillen he, he did he he scored forty three points in one NC game earlier in the year. Game against I went NC to. State. You were there. A lot of people said that was his best performance all year. Um I think this he was have his, a buzzer beater to go into overtime. So he did, he did. But I think this is, I don't know if it's his best, better than that performance. I I would have, obviously would have to say no, but I think this is a way bigger game, obviously. And Gillen is continues with the free throws at 43 in a row 
um, <laughs> extending the school it's record. More perce- it's more impressive because it's against Duke. And it's pretty well known that NC State's like got the worst defense in the ACC. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and um, every time he gets to the line, he's just he's just putting the numbers there. So, and, uh, and and it's it really is impressive. So. Um, well, yeah, but you said the things that he did last night, like against Tatum. NC State. Uh, well, right. Did you see him well, break Tatum's State, legs? It was a lot of three. <laughs> yes, I saw that. He broke him after. I mean, Tatum hit a jumper after that, but then Tatum in the second half kind of disappeared. But uh, in the NC State game, Gillen, that was a lot of three-pointers, free throws, stuff like that. Like last night, he did what every SU fan does not want him to do. And just drive to the lane, and he was just hitting one yeah. after. Like I don't, I don't I even know how that it all year. I don't know how it happened. And it was against Duke, nonetheless. I know, and, and they got in foul trouble. Damn, a lot what, of Jason it. Tatum is like what six seven six eight power forward guarding him. Six six, something six, like that. Yeah. And they were helping off of other people. Yeah. So Matt Jones, I talked to your brother about that. We he said Matt Jones is going to be on Andrew White, and he's not going to get a shot up all game. And I said. Yeah, probably, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, that it is what happened. Um, one thing we can say, though, um, you know, on on the flip side of that is that Tyus Battle is obviously back and he's healthy. Um, fi- yes, finally, thank God. Uh, no kidding. Uh, with um, eighteen points, and just he was he was taking the shots I hate seeing people take, and he was making them. Yeah. When you're like, no. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you know, right. the, 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 the fadeaways, the step backs right at the edge of the, at the edge of the arc. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, those shots are tough. Those shots are the toughest <laughs> shots and they weren't all clean. And Duke got clean looks all night, all night. They got clean looks uh, for three and they, they just, yeah. they just weren't hitting them. They weren't hitting them. No. What, what did they go? 10 for 33. You said, 10 for 10 for 33. Yeah. And I mean, Kennard, he hit his fair share, but Grayson Allen, I think ended up going something like one for seven or something. Uh, Um, Yeah. He only scored eight points. Grayson Allen. Um, He was in foul trouble too, which helped us. I mean, and that's, he went one for eight, one for eight from behind the arc. One for eight. That's been the key to our team. I think in the second half against these tough teams, it's using their aggressiveness against them, going to the hole and, and getting to the line and, you know, yeah, I, I just I mean, it's been kind of like and and they're actually obviously shooting it. I mean, at this point, we might as well just not even as SU. I mean, you don't even have to watch the first half, you know, go get something else done for an hour. Yeah, no kidding. Save yourself. Come back. Save it's yourself just, a year of your life. Well, I mean, because honestly, what do they do in the first half other than just frustrate the hell out of you? Yeah, exactly. You I'm know, pulling my hair out. And that was like. The, the, the Duke game was so close the entire time. It was so intense the entire time. You know what I mean? It's like yes. you never got a breather. So yes. um, now, Joe, let me ask you something. Is Duke-Syracuse okay. a rivalry? Uh, I mean, I think I think a lot of it is just... A lot of close games, true. man. I mean, yeah, and a lot of... We, ne- we never really played a lot because Coach no, K and no, Bayheim have our friends... Well, yes, we have. It was 10 times, but before the ACC, I believe it was only like four. Somewhere before. Okay. So, and most of the time it was in an NCAA tournament game. So, we never really played. And everyone knew that Jim Beheim and Shrzevsky were, you know, they coached together with USA basketball and stuff. So, and everybody 
wants to be Duke because they're good. Everybody so, wants to beat Duke. Um, coach- so between the coaches, that's kind of like the, that's what the media kind of makes it happen. You know, it's kind of it's, there's a story there. So yes, let's push the rivalry. Do I think that we've played enough or been in this conference long enough for there actually to be a rivalry? No, but at the same time. Since we've joined the ACC, the games have been pretty damn entertaining. You have to, you have to. Uh... You're being very objective right now. If, if if you ask most Syracuse fans, though, I would think they would say that yes, because I mean Syracuse I mean, I... Louisville could be a rivalry, you know, um, because we're a Syracuse pit because we're all in the AC or the uh, Big East together. But the games have been so close; they're so intense. People, yes. so many people show up. Those games are, they're usually very exciting. And I mean, that's hello. That's, <laughs> that's how rivalries are created. Now I tend to, right. I tend to agree with you a little bit on, on that, but, um, you know, I mean, they've been playing like, I mean, the, the way the games have been and the way, and like exactly. I said, there's that, that's out, my point. there's that outside story. Yeah. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that it's, most likely, as long as it stays like this, it's going to turn into one. It will never be think- as big as Duke, UNC. I'm not even going. No. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but, right, right. Um, right. You know, and here's the thing. I, I, I love Coach K. I've always respected Coach K. But I, just after last night, his attitude, and um, I know that him and, and him and Coach have been friends, but it's just something about his sportsmanship to me that you don't really you don't see it a lot. So when you do see it, you notice it. You know what I'm saying. So he was right. asked if he was asked if we're a rivalry. He said, "I don't think it's a rivalry. I think every game in this league, everybody has a rivalry with us." And he's exactly right. And that's because they're the best. I mean, right. I mean, hypothetically speaking, everybody wants to beat Duke, and everybody wants to beat Duke because they're so consistently great. And yeah. so everybody hates him. He says, everybody wants to beat us. It's been that way for 25 years. That's the human nature I live in. I have to be ready for that. I have to have my team ready for that. I love Syracuse, and obviously I love Jim and his family. Congratulations to him. You don't know what a treasure you have with him. He's brilliant, competitive, loyal, and doesn't let his ego get scratched. Um, he's humble. I love the guy, and I'll forever be grateful to him. It's hard for me to think of a rivalry with Jim or Syracuse. That... Th- that statement, I mean, yeah. I hate to get sappy, dude, but they gave me chills. Like, I just, I mean, I know that they've been friends, but I thought that was awesome. And uh, Oh, yeah. Well, you, know, you never know how deep it is. I still it's think like, it's a rivalry, hey. though. Well, <laughs> I, think I, mean, will, yeah. I definitely think it will be. It's definitely going that way. So um, I just thought I'd mention that. But um, let's hear what Coach K had to say um, post game. I think it, you know, for me, it went exactly right except the end we were supposed to hit the shot and they were supposed to miss and we were supposed to win but uh they screwed up my game plan (laughs) out of the nine minutes that's what i pulled Uh, i thought that was great so uh, yeah a lot of humility there you know and he he just that's it that was that was exactly what happened (laughs) because they controlled that entire game up until the last oh i don't know three seconds in fact our largest lead was um, by three with point zero one seconds left in the second half. <laughs> yeah. So it was back and forth. It was entertaining. 
Yeah, it was. We, it was fu- really we good. definitely fought, without a doubt, man. It lived up to the name, that's for sure. Oh, and, and, man, Andrew, Andrew White, four shots. Oh. Yeah, Andrew White, four shots. <laughs> he didn't even shoot the ball, and he just couldn't. And, and Ryan's right. He called that. Oh, yeah, 100%. So um, He had more turnovers than shots made. Syracuse did um, – there was eight lead changes, and Syracuse tied it seven times, coming back to tie it seven times. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was just it was we were really good to come out to this isn't a team that we could have let like some of these teams uh, we were down still double digits getting down to five, six, four minutes left. If, this isn't a team yeah. that I mean we had to come out and make a run. If they got if 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 we let it get away, like like what we were talking about at the end of the first half, if it was sixteen, like that could have been it. Yeah. Yeah, could have easily. You know, if if there if the points would have mirrored the way Duke was playing it that would have you know it would have been dramatically yeah. different come the second half you know trying to and then you stretch see, out from you know a, a huge deficit you see right out of halftime we have that drawn out play for Torian Thompson to throw alley oop to Leiden he hits the rim with it and I was like oh here we go <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. I mean it wasn't looking too good but there was that, a couple things um Duke only turned the ball over eight times. We only turned the ball over eight times. So it was really clean, but for a sloppy beginning. Because it was a little choppy and sloppy in the beginning, but each team with only eight turnovers. So, Oh, yeah. And it's hard to commit turnovers when there's so many fouls and free throws. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. We shot, uh, Syracuse shot 25, went 22 for 25, 88 overall. And Duke um, shot 82%, 15 for 17. So, um, I was saying to myself, you know, if it comes down to foul shots, then so be it. I was comfortable with that. And I like that feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, Emil, Emil Jefferson, who's a 60% free throw shooter goes eight for nine. Yeah. Right. Doesn't that figure? Of course. That always happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, let's see. What did coach, coach Beheim have to say? I thought defensively we were better where they hurt us. Uh, second chance points. Uh, Jefferson really got going down in low, and uh, you know we forced him into tough shots, and we couldn't get the ball, and th- that hurt. That would have been what would have cost us if we hadn't come back. And uh, you know the last play, we knew we were going to get the ball and just give it to John and go. We hoped there was a little more time they could go all the way, but you know once in a while you get lucky, and we'll take it. You know, we'll take one. We'll take one of those. But at least he did what we wanted to do, take the ball and go down and try to get a shot. Yeah, exactly. And did you notice when they got um, – it was that Kennard shot that last shot on offense for Duke. And when Syracuse got the rebound, they were a little slow getting down the court. Like they didn't realize, you know, there's five seconds on the clock, guys. Yeah. I, I don't think they realized it right away. And then uh, you, you yep. could see the moment actually where, where Gillen looks up. And is and then he he starts and you know, looks ha- back and grabs a ball. Yeah, yeah. He starts hauling yeah. the mail down the court, and you know to to make that shot, falling forward because you didn't even plant your feet, and just to keep your arms into your sides and have perfect a perfect follow through, it is amazing. I mean, he's good, dude. He's good. He pisses yeah. me off, but he's good. He's been so yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's been so yeah. I mean, you know how many tweets I saw last night talking. I'm sorry for everything I said, John. Yeah, it's it's so easy to hate him some games. Oh, I know. It's then, the then drive in the lane. This, 
it's like he does he makes the stuff he's not supposed to make and he doesn't make the right plays that you want him to make but then he i mean the simple simple stuff yeah, well, you I, just get frustrated with and then I then trashed does, him in the Louisville he, game. I, I basically blamed uh the 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 regulation the end right. the last play of regulation it was all his fault. And he re- but at the same time, I mean we see how we see why he's getting the ball in these positions. No, you know? totally. So, yeah. with, with Bayheim with the, with some of the plays he's made I agree and with you there. Yeah. Beheim wouldn't keep wouldn't keep drawn up plays with, for him, and and he has said it a couple for a couple games now that basically we go as John Gillen goes, and if you look at a, a good win that we've had this year oh, or a conference win, usually Gillen's had a good game. Yeah, exactly. So. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So, anything else to say about Duke? It's a fantastic game. I think uh, Syracuse fans, uh, Cuse Nation, we need to revel in that. We got till Sunday. Uh, to uh, enjoy that one, and we go on the road to Louisville. We kind of know what to expect there. Um, I'll tell you one thing about Louisville. Um, you don't want to mess lost with right after us. <laughs> yeah, they did. And they got they got they got handily lost. Handled. handled. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Patino yelling uh, at some dim. Oh, that dude provoked him. I was just about to talk about that. Don't mess with Patino, bro. He'll put you in. He'll put a horse. Yeah, he'll put a horse head on your door, way. bro. No words. <laughs> You'll be in a, like I said, you'll be you in said a, cement shoes, right? Cement shoes in the middle of a swamp somewhere. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with Pitino, dude. He's one dude I would not be talking trash to as he walks by me going to halftime. That dude oh, got on. kicked out, too. That fan got kicked out of there. So if you haven't seen that, go to YouTube, check out uh, Pitino about to <laughs> rumble with some fan, and he was not backing down. <laughs> oh, no. He was he had not. To get held. He had to get, if there wasn't a coach there to hold him, he would have been there. Oh, he would have, too. He would have. <laughs> he totally would have. Um, so, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell on Louisville, he's, he's still hot. Yeah. Um, I know they had a bad game last night, but you are playing as, you know, Joe – I kind of picked Louisville. Joe picked UNC, um, and uh, UNC handled them pretty easily. So um, in yeah, my- but if if you watch that game though, there was I mean Louisville, which is funny because North Carolina has big men, but Louisville was for a minute there. They for a long time. I mean, that's what I mean when I say a minute there. <laughs> I mean they. <laughs> They didn't make a three. They weren't making outside shots. They had a majority of their points from inside the paint. And it was kind of the weirdest thing just because, you know, that's usually not what happens against North Carolina. So, I mean, you'd say they get handled, but they kind of stayed in the game without making jumpers for pretty much the whole game. So well, they're still a dangerous team. Oh, man. oh yeah. Hey, I'm, st- I'm sticking with Louisville. They're going to be, they're going to be in, in both tournaments coming up, they're going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah. There's, both there's both no tournaments doubt about coming it. up. I think North Carolina's kind of got the the um, regular season, ACC, the number one seed uh, locked up. But And, and don't forget, too, um, I, I see, I'm one of those guys. I can watch any ACC game and be excited, especially oh, yeah. if it's prime time and i got a beer in my hand. Too. Oh, I know. Um, let's see. UVA, uh, they got slow rolled by UNC, too, um, last weekend. Yeah, but UVA, what they lost to what uh, Miami? Miami, yeah, I was just about to talk that. Miami beats UVA, but you know the the refs. There were some bad calls in that game too. Uh, yeah, that was a close sure. game that, um, you know, could have went totally different. So yeah, but two tournament teams. So hey, yeah, um, you know the Clemson Virginia Tech game the next day wasn't good. 
No, I know. That was another buzzer beater, wasn't it? Yeah. I was rooting yeah, for Clemson. Obviously, we were rooting for Clemson, or uh, you should have been if you're an SU fan. Right. Um, another close one. They had it. They had it, and then they lost it. Buzz, Buzz Williams, he's just a great coach. Yeah, he, he is. He's another he one is. of those coaches that's going to be a, a big standout in the ACC, um, and he's young. He's got he's got a lot of time to make a name for himself. He already has made a name for himself, really. Yeah, with Mark yeah, Knight, even you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely has. I mean, he 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 came up fast through Marquette. Yeah, big I time. Remember, yeah. I mean, Tom Crean, Tom Crean coached there and then got a job real quick uh, with Indiana. And then um, Buzz Williams came up, and within three years went to Virginia Tech to the ACC. So he's doing something right, and he kept Marquette in the tournament those years in the Big East as well. So, yeah. And then uh, what? NC State, NC State beat Georgia Tech too this week on Tuesday. Yeah, that was, was awful. Yeah, um, that was. I guess we wanted. Um, well, we wanted NC State to win that game, right? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was that one was kind of a toss up, but every well the way I look at it is is if a team like we beat NC State, right? So, so we'd want we'd want well either well what they're they're two games tough. behind us though. So if they won, even if we had the same record, we'd still be see we'd still have that that spot on them because we beat them. Georgia right. Tech. Well, you can beat also us. look at it as another way if Georgia because we played Georgia because we were, we already played Georgia Tech and we played Georgia Tech again, so. Yeah, you know no, they win a couple games a in a row. Point. They might be a top fifty RPI, and then that's another top fifty RPI win if we play them and beat them at home the last game this season. So, yeah, I mean, you NC look at State. NC State's four and twelve. Okay, right, right. Um, so <laughs> yeah. it, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, that one, yeah, you'd want you'd want Georgia Tech to lose that game. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole thing with who you root for goes. It changes all it's throughout tough. the year. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as NC State, if as soon as we beat them, and then we realize that they weren't going to be a tournament team, then it's there's really no reason for us to root for them anymore, unless, it, like you said, seeding in the standings for the ACC tournament were something you know at risk. But yeah, and with them I, they're not. Depending so. on what we do, we're going to want you know. Um, Duke's got. I think. I think they got a couple really tough games coming up. I think they got um, North Carolina. Well, they always play North Carolina the last game of the yeah. year. And so. uh, what's the game before that, though? Is it UVA? Might be something like that. I'm not sure. But anyway. They still have uh, Miami on okay. Saturday. Miami, North Carolina. No, with Florida State in the, in the, in the, in the middle. They still oh, have okay. three they games. Okay, they got three games left. Okay. All right. Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's, not e- that's not an easy run after coming to the Dome and losing for Duke. I mean... You know, stati- no. mathematically, we could take Duke uh, as far as seeding. We could, yeah. it's possible. Um, I hate talking like that, but it is. It's just it is. Yeah, what we it could. Um, North so, Carolina's got a two game lead on everybody, though, so I I see them doing it. So that's just my personal opinion. North Carolina's going to win, but everything else is so close. No, without a doubt, the ACC is. Um, it's by far the most competitive, most exciting basketball to watch in the NCAA there's no doubt about it so Joe I know your answer because I texted you last night but is this win enough to take Syracuse out of the bubble and just put them in to the NCAA tournament the win against Duke at the Carrier Dome 
Uh, I would like to think yes. I know I probably texted yes. It was a euphoric text, but um, <laughs> okay, okay, I can, I can see. You know that. what I mean? Yeah, no, without that? a doubt. Yeah, because because it all comes down really when it comes to the tournament. It all comes down to what happens in the tournament. There's so many teams that you know. It's, there's leagues where you have teams that are automatic bids, and you can have upsets, and people can steal bubble spots, and you just never know who else is going to win. But as far as right now goes. I'd like to think that we're going to win one more game. I've seen a team make the tournament before at 18 and 14. I think it was Stanford some some years back. But it's a weak bubble, Sean. And, and realistically, we've had, I, mean, I think, five top uh, 50 RPI wins. But, um, I mean, we've beaten three top 10 teams. So, so as much as we have bad losses, you know, I just feel. Our RPI like, was 83 before Duke. Right. Do you know right. what it is now? Next. No. Okay. That won't. Well, that is that something that's not going to come out till Monday. Uh, I don't know if it fluently moves. I haven't really even checked um, lately. I know that we jumped up to forty-five on uh, Kenpom. So, and I also the other thing I looked at was um, I mean <laughs> Jim Beheim said something about Joel and RD bracketology type stuff, and you know I kind of take it with a grain of salt as well, but. Um, the last time he did it, I think, was the day that we lost to uh, Georgia Tech, and he had us in. I don't know if it was before or after the game, but he had us in um, as a 12 seed playing Wisconsin, ironically, in Buffalo. Right, um, yeah. We talked about that on the, on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after uh, last night, he revised it today. And he has us as a ten seed playing against Minnesota. I think you know, uh, you know. So it's tough, it's you tough. know. I mean, it's tough. I, it, it's tough. But I'm, I'm just gonna come out and say, it. I, I think we're in. I, that's it. That Duke win. If we don't get in, then the, then the fix is in. That's what's in. Okay. Well, because I mean. no, no, I'm sticking with that because, first of all, I'm like you. We're. I think we're gonna win. Okay, look, I'm beyond. I'm gonna be real honest. I think we're gonna beat. Wake Forest at home, okay? Georgia Tech. Our Georgia Tech, I'm sorry. Georgia yep. Tech at home. Uh, Louisville's going to be really hard, especially them coming off of a really like bad loss. I mean, a tough loss last night. Um, I think we get that game. I think even if we didn't get that game, we'd be in. I, I, I don't see how you don't include Syracuse in the tournament. And like you said, we still got ACC tournament play. But um, in my opinion... You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a bracketologist. I'm just a no. fan. So, <laughs> I mean, I was looking at the RPI. It was 83. I mean, we got in with a 71. What, last year, I think it was a 71. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to think with how we've been playing that we're, should be Georgia Tech, like you said, and have a good shot at winning the first game of the ACC. I think if we, and, you know, there's people that have said, I've heard a whole bunch of people, you know, if anybody goes 9-9 nine and nine in this league, they should be in. I mean, I've looked at, you know, where Lenardi and some other um, CBS and stuff where they rank, you know, the last four in, last four out, next four out type stuff. Yeah, that stuff gets so wonky, man. It does get wonky. And, you know, it's all just for, you know, people, nerds, me, sports nerds, (laughs) just look at that stuff. So it gets views. So they're going to do it. Yeah, and Um, it's their job. That's how they get paid. Right. And I've seen 
up until this weekend, this past weekend coming up, I mean, I don't know if Pittsburgh's loss this this week uh, against Wake Forest pushes them completely out, but I mean, they've had even Pittsburgh in like is one of the last eight teams, is like a bubble team, and Clemson, who I think is four and eleven in the ACC. Like, it's just difficult. For, I mean, you look at the Georgia Techs, the Wake Forest, every team in the ACC is pretty much on some type of bubble watch or in the tournament, except for NC State and Boston College. And we have had a far better schedule, and we've had better wins. And I think with the RPIs and stuff, that's that's the losses in the in the beginning of the season. That's what's going to hurt us. But yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, but like you, you said, no other bubble team humans. is going to have these wins. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. These, I mean, even Clemson, you know, in in Miami. I mean, Miami. I guess they have a couple of decent wins, but I mean, they're right there too. Right. Yeah, and and just to be in a bubble against Illinois State and TCU and Seton Hall, yeah. I mean, now, they're not they're not in the same leagues. You no, know what I mean? No way. <laughs> like, no way. I mean, Clemson's got a sixty-one RPI. Oh yeah, Marquette, they've had a tough schedule. Yeah. Wow, they basically the same schedule we've had. Well, yeah, but I'm sorry. As far as non-conference, they played against oh, good teams and had oh, good wins. Right. Yes. As opposed, I mean, where would we be right now if we beat Georgetown, UConn, St. John's? And, and the, we were, those were like, you know, three, and we were twenty and nine. Yeah, we would be. And those we were all in the same probably stretch. in the top twenty-five. Yep. Yeah, those were all. You know, we had a bad one against losses. Boston College. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, we've showed especially the second half of the season, like we talked about. They talk about the last 10 games. They look at can a team beat. They don't care about if you get 20 wins or, you know, did you have bad losses. When it comes to bubble teams, I feel that a lot of it comes down to how many, how much competition did you play? They're looking at which team can win a game, can maybe go on a run. And to see how we've played against the ACC, even in some losses, and come back from double-digit deficits and beat three top, you know, ten teams, albeit at home, but still, I mean, there's going to be a lot of bubble teams that don't have – Illinois State don't got anything, any win like that. We've done it three times. And, 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 you know, Duke just came off a seven-game win streak. I mean, we ended a seven-game run for Duke. They were tearing it up. So. Well, that was what was that was what was great about Shostakovich and some of the stuff that you, that you didn't play in his uh, interview. He was talking about just human nature, and I think that was kind of when I talked to your brother this past week and stuff like that. Kind of that's that's what's great about college basketball. I mean, these are kids that are going to school that got all these little social things, you know, dealing with you know girlfriends, you know, you know what that is in that age. You know, they got a bunch of yeah. stuff that are going on around just basketball. Right, and then and they, you have they can a team just... like Duke, who's on a seven-game winning streak. We're on a three-game losing streak. I mean, Coach K said it himself. It's human nature. Like these guys are desperate. You know, these guys are coming out and fighting like dogs because of desperation. He was like, "We're in the tournament." He's like, "They need to win games to get into the tournament." So it's sometimes it's just natural for teams that are, you know, in a little bit better of a situation to uh, kind of and on a seven-game winning streak to get a little cocky and to maybe not fight as hard because at the end they're making a tournament at the end of the day. You know, they're still right there. Top 10 team with Syracuse. That's that might've been a do or die game. So yeah, it very well could have been. It very well could have been. Cause you look at going into Louisville, that'd be tough. And then getting that one home win against, against, um, 
Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. That would yeah. be, that would have been tough. So, um, I mean, obviously we we have we have more games to come, so it's hard to. You know, we're just dealing with it this week because of what happened. But right. we could easily. I mean, what happens if we beat Louisville, beat Georgia Tech? You know, we're not even worried about this whole bubble thing. So I guess exactly. I guess we'll see what happens. Yep, right? we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We got a game on Sunday. We'll be back um, either Monday or Tuesday with the next episode. We will then reevaluate bubble teams. We'll reevaluate Syracuse situation within the bubble or outside the bubble. And um, tournament. We'll look. We'll look ahead at the ACC tournament, and definitely uh, after the Georgia Tech game, we'll we'll have a whole episode dedicated to the ACC tournament. And I hope to get. Yeah. I hope to get another voice on here. Um, uh, my brother, who's who's real good at at looking through the ACC and and being objective about just any everything and anything that could happen. So, um, right. anything else, Joe? Is that it? No, I'm 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 good. All right, I think we hit up everything. Yeah, I just hope that we don't get slaughtered against Louis. No. Uh, well, I don't I, I don't think we'll get slaughtered. It's going to be a tough game though. They're going to really have to come out and fight. But we'll see on Sunday. And like I said, we'll be back Monday or Tuesday. We'll we'll have to we'll have, me and Joel have to coordinate that together. Yeah. Um, Sunday at, Sunday at two on CBS. Yep. So uh, until then, gang, I guess uh, go Cuse. We'll talk to you later. Just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. What up? What up?